Hey moms. I'm Elizabeth Rago. And I'm Stephanie Donovan. And together we are Modern Domestic Moms. A podcast where we discuss mom life topics and our perceptions and insights as we relate to you and the moms around us. So go ahead, fill your glass and join in with us on the conversation. Because mom ain't easy. And you don't have to do it alone. Come, Come sip, sip with, with us. us. We are fancy, coming in hot. We're rebranded. We, we have new colors. We are in a second season of a hit mom podcast, which might not be hit, but if I say it, it might manifest. Right. Let's start throwing those things out in the universe. So our our hit mom podcast <laughs> is we're sassy, we're sexy, we're all the things. You're going to have to work on the commercial, but we are back with season two. We are excited. We did this for a year. That's a long time. And I'd say more, you did this for a year and I just kind of showed up. Not true. <laughs> co-hosts are co-hosts, equal parts. One year, January 22nd is our actual anniversary. Did you know that? That I was didn't. episode one. Yeah, that's amazing. Because we've been talking about it for like years, doing a podcast. Then I know, we people like, don't believe that. We planned it for like a full year. At least. Yeah. At least. Well, I'm very proud of us. Me too. So let's talk housekeeping. Okay. For a second, we're not ditching that in the new year. Everyone knows it's still there. So as we were just saying, this podcast is a passion project for us. We don't make any money, but we'd like to. So to help us with that, if you can please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, really wherever you listen, that actually helps us be found by more listeners and helps us with advertising possibilities and all kinds of stuff. It does more than you realize it does. So if you wouldn't mind doing that for us, it would take you two minutes and it would really help us out. And you have some housekeeping as well. I do have some housekeeping. So I, for Modern Domestic Women, I continue to collaborate with local businesses like Soma Studio in Batavia, which is a yoga studio. And every month, um, Denise and I put on the calendar a women's healing circle. And you're just going to have to keep a watch out on my social on the Modern Domestic Woman or subscribe to my newsletter on my website, which comes out every week um, for these opportunities to get it together in person. So once a month is the Women's Healing Circle. Um, so that'll be coming along in February sometime. Just, just follow my social feed, the Modern Domestic Woman, to learn more about that. And then every Saturday is a women's coffee at a local coffee shop in uh, Geneva called Cafe and Bar. And we just sit as girls from eight to nine o'clock AM, which I know is early, but that's fine. Um, and you know what? We did vision boards for January and we decided that we had so much fun, like sitting, drinking coffee, chatting, and like creating something that we were thinking of like coloring at every coffee now, because it just, it brought about this really nice element, um, of, you know, it's takes away the awkwardness of maybe having to talk the whole time and just gives you something to do. So keep, keep a watch out for those on my social. Yeah. I like that vision board thing. I saw when you guys did that, you could even do just like weekly motivation boards, just creating something. 
I love yeah, that. Like what am I working on this week? Yeah. Or yeah, I, I really think we could do a weekly one. Okay. So. Shall we pass some pod love? Yes. And I'm, I'm telling you, you've turned me into like a podcasting junkie. Cool. That's the name of our <laughs> second podcast, podcast junkie. We just talk about other podcasts. I know, but it's so much fun because there's so many cool things out there. Yeah. So, so what are you bringing? Okay. I will go first. <laughs> okay. I started listening to the confessional with Nadia Boltz Weber. Um, I learned about her from another podcast and she had made this statement. God, please help me not be an asshole is the common prayer she prays in her life. So I appreciated the fact that this woman was this like leader in her church and she was just very real. So she has this candid nature. It's like the polar opposite of any religious leader I've ever experienced. And she is like very inclusive and she's hardcore honest. I'm going to read to you just the the synopsis of her podcast. The confessional is a collection of ugly confessions from beautiful people. And in her intro, Nadia says, it's like a car wash for our shame and secrets. She's a former stand-up comic and recovering alcoholic Nadia is a Lutheran pastor and the founder of House for All Sinners and Saints in Denver, Colorado. And it's it's like everything opposite of a regular traditional church. It's, it's well, a, I would imagine if your pastor is a stand-up comic, that's like a pretty great gig. And I mean, she she's really amazing. So even the first and second episodes just suck you in immediately because she's not talking about religion per se. She's listening to these people's like honest confessionals. Wow. Yeah. I wonder how she gets people to do them. I don't know because some of these people are like, I mean, they're not like huge headliners, but they're people that you could find. I mean, there's like Olympic athletes. I mean, there's like some big people. Wow. So yeah. Yes. What podcasts are you going to suck me into this time? Well, I am going to, this is not something about cults or murder. So Hmm. um, you get a break this week. The Motherly Podcast. Motherly is pretty well known. The Motherly Podcast features honest conversations about modern motherhood with inspiring leaders who also happen to be mothers. These incredible women are helping to redefine motherhood using their voices to uplift women with practical ideas and expert insights. The Webby Award-winning podcast is hosted each week by Liz Tennedy, an award-winning journalist and co-founder of Motherly. Okay. All right. So here's what we're doing. Here's the idea for this episode. So year in review, our best of 2021. Like if you were doing an awards ceremony on your own life, what are the best things of 2021? And we have just some I don't know, random categories, but this is really fun to think about. So I also want to hear yours. So we will put up an opportunity to talk about it on our Instagram. We are MDM the pod, come hang with us. And I want to hear what your bests are as well. We're going to start with the best thing you read. Okay. So my, I'll start with a book first. Yeah. Um, so the haunting of Hill house by Shirley. Yes. Have you read it? No, but Shirley Jackson, didn't she write the lottery? We're talking about like the American novelist. Okay. Yes. So she, this is like a Gothic horror novel and it was published in 1959. So it's like a psychological thriller by American author, Shirley Jackson. And it's terrifying. So 
The story is of four seekers who arrive at a notoriously unfriendly house called Hill House. So at first they're experiencing just kind of like some spooky encounters with like unexplainable things that are happening in the house. But then what ends up happening is the house like comes alive and it's, it wants them to stay there. Um, It's, it's one of those things where there's no like gore, um, but it's creepy. It's a creepy, Mm -hmm. creepy, but good. And there is side convo. There's a Netflix series that's based on the book. And I think I've talked about this before when we did some of our shows. Yes. I think a lot of people have heard of the Netflix series. Yes. But like the Netflix series and the book are different. Like the stories are different. The Netflix series is about like a family who encountered all these creepy things that happened in the house. Whereas the book is about these people who come to the house. Both are excellent, but what it it emphasizes in both is these like traumatic events that happen in the house and both are completely worth it. So I would say read The Haunting of Hill House and then watch the Netflix series because it's it's good. Why I haven't read this before. It says it's considered one of the best literary ghost stories published during the 20th century. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, and you, you have another something else. I do have another one because I, I do read a lot outside of just traditional books or like listening to books on tape or podcasts. I, I read a lot of articles. So coming off of my suggestion um, for podcasts, Nadia Boltz Weber, that same pastor that has the confessional, she also is a beautiful writer. And I recently like right before the end of the new year, or the end of the year last year, I read this article by her and it's called, if you can't take in any more, there's a reason. And again, she's a good storyteller. And she always talks about like the grit and the grimy of life that nobody wants yeah. to talk about, but it's refreshing. So I feel like I'm never doing enough. And now that we have the, you know, the internet and we know what's going on on the other side of the world. I, sometimes I feel this immense pressure to do things like on a worldly scale. And she talks about how, because of our connectedness in the world today, that we can only ourselves put out so many fires with our own little bucket of water. So we have to choose, you know, where we want to put out fires or go and support a cause And because of the media and because of our exposure to everything in the world that's going on, good, bad, ugly, we often feel the shame on social media of like not caring enough. And I I know I definitely feel that a lot with modern domestic women because, and it's, people have asked me before, like, oh, you know, there was a tsunami. Don't you care about those people? And I'm like, look, I've decided that this is the group I'm going to really hit hard and support women. Of course I care about the tsunami, you know, but you you can only be in so many places at the same time. So her, her, um, outlook is just really good and it's, it's worth a read. It's really worth a read. So I know we're going to link to the article. So how about yours? I'm, I'm curious. You're like an avid reader and podcast listener and everything that you've recommended. I've like hopped on the bandwagon. So I just keep like in my notes app, every time I finish a book, this year. And then I look back and like, okay, what were like the best ones I read this year? So 
I would say my number one, just as far as like extremely well-written fiction, and this is not my usual go-to historical fiction, but it was just so well done, was All the Light We Cannot See. It's a war novel, which is also not usually my jam, by Anthony Doerr. And I talked about this on the podcast this year. Yes. But it was set in France during World War II. The cover is beautiful. It's about a blind French girl and a German boy scientist whose paths cross. And it is so it just pulls you in. Every second of that book is just amazing. It's actually got a 4.3 on Goodreads with over a million ratings. Oh my so, gosh, that's high. Right. It is high for Goodreads. So a lot of people do. It's very well written. A lot of people like it. I also personally really like the Dublin Murder Squad series by Tana French. I have read the first three. There's a bunch more. And I really like her writing style. Now it's dense. She's very descriptive, almost like a Fitzgerald style. And it's all set in Dublin. I just like them. And now I'm going to read more of them. So everyone is different, but the characters, you don't have to read them in order, but you will recognize the character. The main character was mentioned in the last book. Like he was one of the side characters in the last book. And sometimes it's a female, sometimes it's male, but it's always about they're on this murder squad or... It can also be the forensics crew, but it involves some murder and going undercover or finding out in whatever fashion they do. So it's, it's really cool. That's very cool. All right. So the best thing you watched, let's go there. Yeah, this was hard. Yeah. So the first one um, is called The Rescue on Disney Plus, and this came out um, in December and it's the story of the Tam Luang cave rescue in Thailand. And what happened, I mean, this is a true story and it's 12 members of this junior association football team. So like this cute little soccer team, boys age 11 to 16 and their 25 year old assistant coach, they went into this cave in June, like after a soccer practice. So they were just kind of playing around. It was something that they did all the time anyway. But what happened was once they were in the cave exploring, it started to rain like monsoon rain and it partially flooded the cave and it blocked their way out and basically trapped them inside like miles and miles of cave. And it's this true story and actual footage of these divers or like cave divers who went in and like saved these kids. And it, I mean, it's intense. Wow. It's intense. So I totally recommend the rescue. Don't look up on Netflix. Oh, I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is a satire on real life environmental concerns. And this one happens to be about like climate change and Um, The story is these two astronomers just from, you know, university go on this media tour to warn humankind of, of this planet killing comet that's coming towards earth. That's going to like wipe out everything. And it's set in like present day, it's dark humor and it's depressing, but it's eye-opening. So that's completely worth a watch too. And that's, that's a Leonardo DiCaprio Big, big names in it though. Um, And then my third one is Dark Shadows, also on Netflix. Tim Burton, who did Mars Attacks, which I'm sure you have not seen this. No, but Um, I do know about Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yes, yes, Nightmare Before Christmas. So Tim Burton basically takes and puts his representation of this 1960s Gothic soap opera. 
and it's called Dark Shadows. Um, and basically what it is, Rotten Tomatoes had a really good um, synopsis. So it's in 18th century Maine, a dude named Barnabas Collins presides over a town called Collinsport. He's like this rich and powerful playboy. He he seals his own doom when he breaks the heart of a witch named Angelique. Angelique turns Barnabas into a vampire and buries him alive. And now two centuries later, he escapes from his tomb and finds like 1972 Collinsport very different. This huge estate, it falls into ruin. And the, the family members who are, you know, of his family line are not like taking care of his estate. So it's just, it's really interesting, but because it's Tim Burton, it's like weird, but it's funny weird. Yeah. Okay. Now your suggestions are going to be polar opposite. So this is what makes us fun friends. Um, yeah. There's, we're going different from vampires. <laughs> Look, I had a hard time with this one and I'm the one that made the category. So it's my own fault. But everything I loved was from 2020. So everything like Murder on Middle Beach, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Class Action Park, Haunting of Bly Matter, like all my cool paranormal or documentary stuff that I always watch. All the good stuff was in 2020. So I thought the category was what you watched in 2021 because some of these weren't made in 2021, but they maybe I took it too literally. They were new to me. Well, (laughs) I didn't bend the rules, Elizabeth. And so I'm going fairly to the best thing on TV in 2021 was drum roll farmhouse fixer on HGTV. Why? Because it has Jonathan Jonathan Knight. Knight. That's it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to hear. It's done. Jonathan Knight. There we go. Um, Jonathan Knight is exactly who I thought he was. And it shows on farmhouse fixer because he is so amazing, so talented, so sweet. He's out with the horses. He bought goats. He's renovating old farmhouses. He's making these like deep bonds with the owners. He's restoring historic New England homes in Farmhouse Fixer. And he is exactly the person I met at Hotel Baker. What was that? Five years ago? I still have the picture on my bulletin board. And he is so real. He's so sweet. He's such a nice quality, like a real amazing heart. He really is. And um, you can see it on Farmhouse Fixer. I cry during every episode. What is it on? It's on HGTV. Okay. So you can watch it on Hulu or whatever you like. Now, are you crying because you love him or are you crying because it prompts moving moments? Yeah, both. Well, he, it does really prompt moving moments. Like he, he's so thoughtful about the renovations. He always puts in like something so meaningful to the home and to the owners. And um, he says, I have heard him interviewed about the show and he says he cries every episode. They just don't show it, which I also (laughs) love, (laughs) but it's because he's so sweet. So yeah, my favorite human, Jonathan Knight, Farmhouse Fixer on HGTV. This is again, this is so hard. And I don't even know if you can pick something like this, but what is the best thing that you ate in 2021. This can be something you cooked. It can be restaurant. What's the best thing you ate in 2021? No, it was nothing I cooked. It was straight <laughs> up something I bought. So there's two things from this one place. So it's raspberry arugula, which is not a green. It's a terrible <laughs> fattening pastry and a profiterole. Not a lettuce. Right. A profiterole, which is a cream puff from cocoa bean in Geneva, Illinois. 
So if you have like a bakery around town and you, and it's like more of a French themed bakery, try a profiterole. It's, it's this cream puff with like a little bit of chocolate on the top. It's freaking amazing. And in fact, I had to stop eating them because it was becoming like, I was having profiteroles when I was sad. And then I was having profiteroles when I was happy. And then when it was Tuesday, (laughs) well, profiterole Tuesday, fine. (laughs) So that was mine. I did not, I did not cook it. I went and picked it up at my local French bakery. I love that. Well, good. Okay. So a cream puff of the cream puff of 2021. (laughs) I love it. Um, So mine, again, this is just really hard, but I have two things to mention. The first one was, do you remember? So on our garden episode of Modern Domestic Moms, we had a horticultural expert. He works for Ball Gardens. He's a neighbor of ours named Scott. He made so many gourmet tomatoes in his garden this year. I mean, I would go to his kitchen and it was like full of tomatoes. And he'd be like, don't forget to try this type and this type and this type. Well, my neighbor Maureen across the street, she is also like a garden expert and she loves all things, vegetables and fruit and growing and just all of that. She and I would go there and take tomatoes. She made this tomato tart with all different kinds of his fresh tomatoes. It was almost like a phyllo dough. Mm. It was like kind of like a, an hors d'oeuvre pizza, I would say. But the tomatoes were so fresh, Ooh. all different colors, all different yeah. types, different species. He tried this year. I mean, it was just tomato nuts. And so I would say that was pretty cool. Maureen's tomato tart was like amazing. And then just an old standby, it is worth mentioning, Koda Alegna wood-fired pizza. Ooh. I will post a picture not all wood-fired pizzas are created equal. This is my kid's favorite pizza from anywhere. Really? Which is a blessing and a curse because I have to go to some like kind of upscale restaurant to like get them to eat pizza, which is weird. But also then I get to go to an upscale restaurant. Like I get to, we get to go and sit down at a nice restaurant back when we were sitting down at restaurants and they love the pizza and they watch it being made. The pizza guy knows them. He's throwing it up in the air. Like it's amazing. And there's all different kinds. And I would say that's kind of our standby amazing pizza in 2021. Yeah. Okay. The best thing you listened to, this can be a song, an album, a podcast. What did you listen to in 2021? You know, I listen to a lot of Sam Smith, who yes. is an English singer and songwriter. I love him. Now, coincidence, he had we have the same birthday. Ooh, so. so you're cosmically but, connected. Yes, we are cosmically connected. <laughs> but he, he does all these really cool collaborations with singers like Demi Lovato and like Normani. And he he has this soulful, beautiful voice that is almost Like I use his music to calm the F down. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that was on my bedtime playlist when I used to rock JR to sleep, Sam Smith. Yeah. It's just, he's amazing. So please go listen to Sam Smith. He's like magical. He's Elizabeth's artist of 2021. He should, we should have trophies. (laughs) I had to pick a podcast. Um, You know. I knew it. Gosh, I've listened to so many great ones, but I would say the most helpful one for me has been Shrink Chicks. Yeah. I love shrink chicks. They're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. And it's so much just like talking with a therapist. I mean, they really put it out there. They're down to earth. 
but they give you these helpful tools. They, they talk about things in a way that your therapist would talk to you. And so I don't have a therapist right now. So <laughs> listening to them on the podcast is like my weekly therapy. And they're actually therapists. It's not just two ladies talking about <laughs> yeah, some fucking mom podcast. Okay. Now what's the best thing that you grew? I loved this one. Yeah, I knew you would. I put it on there for you. All right. The best thing you grew planty indoor or outdoor. This mm-hmm. was interesting. Every year I have to focus on one area of my yard. Otherwise it's too overwhelming. So this year I focused on the side yard and it like actually worked maybe because I don't have children and dogs running through it. But I would say the best thing that grew this year, well, one honorable mention to the Clematis virginiana, it is like a sweet, ferny, white flowering Clematis. And in my backyard with no sun, I actually have this big iron obelisk, which is just like a plant tower that I bought for it. And it climbs up it. It has never flowered. And I think this is maybe the fourth summer I've had it. It flowered this year. So that was cool. When something takes like four years, you're like, why were you waiting? But it um, flowered and it flowered end of summer, like almost into fall. So that was cool. Also, two things that are just going nuts on the side yard are lungwort, pulmonaria, Mm -hmm. and then the bug loss, which is my favorite plant, the brunera. It's like these little tiny purple flowers. And I went and bought like a sterling silver one. I still want a Jack Frost one. So if anyone knows where they can, where you see Jack Frost Brunera, I want one this year, but their leaves are like silvery, Mm -hmm. but a lot of my just traditional Brunera, they are going crazy on how they, um, what do you call it when it makes babies? Propagate. Yes. And they're just not even, I have a path on the side yard and like, they're just all, I have to dig them up this year. I actually like dug them up and gave them to people yeah, because they're propagating like nuts, but they're so pretty and they're doing really well on the side yard. So those are all the things, my favorites. Now, what did you grow? Which is nice because then like looking forward to next year, you know, you have like some, a good foundation of plants that are going to look good. Yeah. At least on the side. Now the backyard is another story. (laughs) Baby steps. Yeah. No, this summer backyard focus. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Future podcast. Yes. Um, Did you have an indoor? Now I just started um, having indoor plants because I discovered a small table that my cats don't think they can jump on for some reason. So I have like five indoor plants and this is the first time in my life since having cats, which I had cats since college that I've had plants, indoor plants, because they always eat them. That's exciting. Yes. Dipping the toe. So my favorite indoor thing has to be hands down my garden, which is a vertical indoor hydroponic system. So it's basically like an indoor garden that uses water and plant food to grow. I can grow like 30 to 40 plants on it that are all edible. So that by far was very impressive and still very, very cool. So that was my favorite indoor plant. And my outdoor plant is I planted like a lot more lavender. So various varieties of lavender and it attracted, I feel like more pollinators. Now the butterfly situation was like abysmal this year. And that, I think that's due to like global warming, quite honestly, but the lavender, it lasted up until like three weeks ago. It was still like hanging out, even though we had like cold weather in the Midwest. Um, it just stayed for a long time and it looked beautiful. So that, that, that was like my favorite thing. My two favorites. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your best new hobby slash 
addiction? No, you go first. Oh gosh. I mean, I don't have hobbies because I have too many pets <laughs> and children, but I, I think I would have to say addiction would be the podcast. I mean, if we look at how I spent my time this year, <laughs> it, it was the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we started in January and it's a lot to figure out and just to edit this thing and do the social and the guest yep. booking and the research and the writing. Yeah. There it's, I would say um, a warranted addiction. So that, that had to be my answer. What about you? Mine was the fact that you've introduced me to so many podcasts that every moment that I had, whether it be like driving 10 minutes in the car right, or like grocery shopping, I constantly just had my earbuds and, and I was listening to like some kind of different podcast. Now, most of them were about like murder and cults naturally and spirituality. So that, isn't that weird, but that, that has been like a lovely little obsession because Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like in my ear all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially making like mundane tasks in your household more interesting. I mean, emptying the dishwasher, folding the laundry, vacuuming. I just amp up that podcast. I'm listening to like exorcisms. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I haven't heard about this. Oh, I just love all the creepy podcasts. I love a lot of them. Like, oh, I love the grave talks. I love, God, I can't even think of them. I just, I love the creepy ones. My podcast, made, like people always say, if someone looked into your like Spotify playlist, what would they think about you? If you looked into my podcast playlist, you would be like, she is a mom who is possessed by demons. <laughs> Maybe a murderer. And you likes auras. And yeah, what are your top, what are your top five? listen to, I don't know how to do that. Oh, the last ones I've listened to. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it tell you straight away? Apple has changed how they do things. So I just keep a list of what's in my queue and then I just go through them. Oh, oh, oh. but I know that I've listened. The last thing I listened to was the Scientology fair game with Leah Remini and Mike Rinder, Uh a little bit culty, modern domestic moms, (laughs) and then the confessional with um, Nadia Boltz Weber. Those were the last ones. So cult, cult, our podcast, right? confessional Jesus. Wow. (laughs) So maybe you, (laughs) you need Jesus because you're in a cult. My coming up ones are Shaken and Disturbed, which is a true crime podcast, Challenge Mania podcast, the MTV, the challenge. So reality TV is in there. Um, That's why we drink, which is a paranormal and true crime podcast. The Grave Talks, which is a paranormal and what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood. Those are my next five in my queue. So awesome. You know, I just like podcasts. I do too. And it's hey, a it's a worthy hobby. Indeed. On to your biggest accomplishment of 2021. Was this hard for you? Yeah, it, it was because I had several failures. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus on those. Mine was, honestly, I just, I had a lot of grace. I, I was really thinking like, what was my biggest accomplishment? Sure. And honestly, coming off of 2020, and coming into 2021, it was like a clusterfuck of insanity in my household. Yeah. Between job changes and like health problems and just in, just insanity. I just decided that my biggest biggest accomplishment is surviving. 
it's okay. <laughs> like I just survived 2021. Yeah. And after really just, t- I took a lot of time to just kind of explore my true intentions and I decided to like block out a lot of noise. And this stems from that article that I read from Nadia Boltz Weber about like how you can't put out all the fires in the universe. Yeah. You have to just like pick two or pick one and stick with that one. And that, that was mine, like narrowing it down, like here's who I'm going to support. And I'm going to go balls out and like really do well in those areas instead of spreading myself so thin, trying to like save the universe. Right. What about yours? Well, I would say, I mean, number one is probably the podcast because we did it. We started it in 2021. So, I mean, we'll never have to start another podcast. I mean, that was it. Like we did it. Kept it going the whole year. Oh yeah. And it's still alive. New you in 22. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I would say the podcast was something definitely that we'd been talking about for years. And so this year we executed. So that's huge. And then the other one, I guess just Sadie my uh, newer, newest out of all of them rescue. If you remember earlier in the year on the podcast, we were talking about how she was attacking us. Like she went through and now I I almost don't want to say this because it's the same weather as it was then. She and her coon houndy nature freaks out when she can't be walked on a regular basis. And it's like a sheet of ice out there today. And it has been frigid temperatures for the last three, four days. Yeah. So I haven't walked her in two or three days and she's starting to like go nuts a little bit. So, but just, you know, patience, training strategy. I contacted the behavioral specialist from her rescue, got the strategies, did them, Mm -hmm. do daily exercise with her. And got her a few things that she needed, like, you know, eating apart and uh, having her cage when she has a bone or something she wants to protect. She uses the cage. When she brought me a leg on New Year's Eve, she took it to her cage. A what? A leg of what? I don't know what it was because I almost like had a panic attack. She, Scott thinks it might've been a squirrel. Here's the thing. It wasn't bloody. She didn't kill it herself this time. Um, but it was like a paw. Like, I don't know if it was a rabbit or squirrel, but she had something. And of course I saw it too late. I thought it was like a poop or something in her cage. And I was like, what is this? And I picked it up and I was like, oh my God, New Year's Eve. Thank you, Sadie. Oh, so yeah. Well, that's, I think like maybe cause the owl like hangs out. We have like a great horned owl that hangs out in our tree. So maybe it dropped he something. had dinner. I, mean, I have no idea. So yeah, between training strategy and the pet psychic that I talked to (laughs) that I had (laughs) tell Sadie not to bite anymore, one of them (laughs) has worked. So I would say, I mean, say what you want to about the pet psychic. She has not bitten me or my children since I had that pet psychic tell her not to. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Could also be the training, but (laughs) I'm going to go with the pet psychic. I'm going to go with both. Okay. You put a lot of hard work and time and energy and patience and love into working with Sadie. So I don't, but you did a lot. Thank you. Hopefully she doesn't regress. We did it. Those are our best of 2021. Are, are there any categories I didn't think about? No, because I feel like your categories that you chose were like different. Right. No, I think it's very us. Wait, what is your best? super domestic Uh, moment of 2021. Did you do something? Did you redesign a room? Did you create new recipes? Did you? uh, Oh gosh, that's a good one. Did you? 
You know, I did hear a podcast. This was um, What yeah. Fresh Hell. And they were talking about, they had a really popular episode about women claiming their space in the home. Like too often we just work on our laptop on our bed or are stuck in a corner yeah. in the dining room or, you know, to really like make a space for yourself to do whatever it is that you do. And I, we redesigned this little, we call it the den, but we also call it the podcast office. <laughs> this is where we record and we got the extra bed out of here. And I would say like having a space in the house that where I go and shut the door and work, it makes you feel like that matters. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm not just doing it while folding laundry. Like this is my space. I shut the door. Yeah. Respect my time. Like this is where I work. I like, I like that. And it turned out beautiful. Thank you. Peter's always redoing things in your home. What did you guys do? Didn't you do tile? You made a closet. Yeah. So we actually did tile in our kitchen, we were going to do a complete remodel, but it's so freaking expensive to do a kitchen yeah. remodel. And I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> well, and when you bought the house, wasn't that kitchen tile bright red? It was Portillo's. It was very Portillo's-esque. <laughs> Welcome to Portillo's. I mean, it, 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 it definitely had a look and a theme, but it just wasn't me. So we ended up um, just changing out the hardware on the cabinets. And then we put a really nice, like just soft marbly backsplash. And I think it just like completely freshened it up. So that was probably the biggest thing that we did this year. Um, we had big plan. I mean, we had big plans to do a lot of other things, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't pan out. I do have to say that I made our bedroom a little bit more bedroomy rather than looking like some kind of crack house. <laughs> so long story short, we had this beautiful um, bed frame in our house that was like larger. So it was like 2,500 square feet, but then we downsized considerably and live in like this hundred year old house. So we couldn't keep that bed frame because it was just ginormous and it did not fit in our bedroom. So for a long time, we just had this like mattress because I can't just buy any old shit. I have to like think on it and make sure. I I mean, I'm very decisive when it comes to that stuff, but I don't want to just buy something to buy something. Yeah. We finally found something and I think it it looks nice. And like, finally, we we don't look like water. (laughs) Yeah. I was walking through Crate and Barrel with JR today. I haven't been in that store in probably two years. I didn't find anything, but there was upstairs in Crate and Barrel, there is this low, what do you call it when you have it at the bottom of your bed and it's kind of a stoop to get into your bed, a footboard, but it's, it's a piece of furniture. So they had those and they're low, but it's this oblong thing and it was for books. So it's like a long, low bookshelf at the bottom of your bed. It was just cool. I was like, that's a neat idea. Everything they have looks so cool. And it looks like you're in like some loft in the city. Yes. And the way they have these rooms set up, I'm like, sometimes it is inspirational. And sometimes it just makes you depressed because you're like, I will never have anything that looks like that. One of the benefits of your children getting older is that you can start putting out things that are potentially breakable (laughs) or you don't have to worry about them like messing up your, you know, the wood table you have or some like vintage cabinets that you're scared to put out because they're going to like drive their cars all over it. Right. 
um, which is just the nature of them being kids. But mine are now 10, 13, and 15. And I'm, I have more of an adult house now. Yeah. I'm waiting. For, I, I just hope that will happen. I feel it like will. you can maybe invest in nicer pieces when you don't have to worry about kids and pets, but am I going to ever have to not worry about kids and pets? I don't know. I, I you'll, you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, I am excited about my little recipe box. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So here's what we're doing new in 22. We're still doing the boxes. We're doing recipe box. And then we're switching from self-care suggestion box because I thought it was I felt boxed in by the box because <laughs> I, I would find myself stretching to be like, what did I do that was self-care and self-care is so many different things and such a buzzword that I decided to ditch it. So I think we should just do suggestion box wide open. Yeah. Anything goes something new in 22, like something, think of it as something new you want to try or something you want other people to try that you did or just some sort of suggestion. Yeah. I like that. So let's start with recipes. Go ahead. Recipe box. I found this winter minestrone. I love soups. Yes. You know, and we're going to, we're going to be in winter for a while here. <laughs> and there's this winter minestrone from a woman named Xanthi Gladstone. And I want to say she's in the Netherlands or somewhere around there. <laughs> She's somewhere across the pond is basically what I'm saying. It has like Brussels sprouts and leeks and these yummy cannelli beans. It's just very warm and savory and, you know, pick up some like artisan bread or something really yummy. And it's just, it's hearty and filling and you know, it's like good for your body. So we'll link to that. Okay. How about your recipe? You have, you really score when it comes to recipes and I like yours because they're completely like doable and I don't have to run around and buy weird shit from oh yeah I don't have time to run around and buy weird shit fancy grocery store (laughs) well we're on the same wavelength this week because mine is also a soup which I promised I would bring you soups for winter and it's very similar so mine is from pinch of yum Mm. and it is sausage kale and white bean soup yum so it's a creamy soup perfect for winter And um, I just made it. It's not difficult. I will say I love how kale goes into soup because it's not as, I don't know, soft as spinach. So it really like maintains its structure and it doesn't feel like Like, too slimy or like it really disintegrates. It it keeps its structure in a soup and it was just really good. So that will be the post for this week. Suggestion box. Yes. So I, and I love this idea. I love the idea of not focusing on self-care because it's, yeah, just open it, it up. It's so saturated everywhere. Okay. I was, I have two things. So I think if you're local listening to us, there is a restaurant called Moto Emoto. Yes. In, it's new in St. Charles. And they have this like signature role it's this like saucy mix of like different flavors. It's creamy, but it's got like a wasabi taste to it. So I've never actually eaten in the restaurant. I've only gotten it to go. So if, if you want a night where, you know, it's like leftover night and the kids are eating whatever, and you and your partner, or just you just go, just order it for takeout. And it's super, super, super yummy. So and then on the flip side of that, after you've eaten this, I'm sure it's not completely healthy for you. 
try boxing. It's empowering. You sweat your butt off. You feel like an absolute badass after you do it (laughs) while you're doing it, but try boxing. So do you have like boxing gloves in your trunk? Hold on. Oh my gosh. She got up. Okay. They better be pink or like zebra or something just really out there. They're not pink. No, they're they're just some classic black boxing gloves. That's amazing. Did you just get these? Is this a new hobby? No, I got these lat and I got these in 2020 and I started boxing with a personal trainer. Her name is Heather mm-hmm. from Grit Fitness. And she is like one of those badass people who work you so hard. Do you think you're going to die? Um, but then I want to go to Tri-City Boxing and, and you can go to like, I think my sister goes there. <gasps> I think that's the one she goes to and she does love it. Is it over on Dean Street? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she goes there. Mm-hmm. And it's super cool. And you just like can beat the shit out of someone. Let's go together. Ooh, let's do it. Yeah. Because you can do a free class, like an intro. Ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. So I would say try boxing. If you're like in a rut and or you're just like not motivated to start working out, try boxing. Yeah. I'm going to need pink gloves, but I will do it. You do. Just head over to Amazon. <laughs> they have them. They have pink ones. <laughs> Okay. I want to see yours. I feel like this is going to be fun for this year. Yeah. It's going to add some variety. Okay. So one, I'm going to be trying a new book club. Now I do a book club already in Geneva and I do like it, but I have seen some Instagram advertising of this other book club and I'm like, Ooh, rival book club. It's right down the street from my other book club. So I'm going to join the one, try it at least at cafe and bar. Yes. Yeah. Cause they, I don't know who's in it. There's always just amazing people in book clubs and I do it mostly for the community. One, it brings me out of just choosing my own books. And I like to read what people say, you know, this is good and then see if you like it. But then also the discussion element of talking about it. It's cool when you're reading something that, you know, you're going to discuss later. Yeah. So I'm going to try that one at cafe and bar. And I just picked up the book. I went to Barnes and Noble today with JR and um, I picked up the book. So Nice. Yeah. And then I heard about this. No, this isn't like some new novel idea. So monotasking. So, so many times as moms, we get this compliment of like, oh, you're such a great multitasker and you have to be so good at multitasking, which yeah, it's true. But also monotasking is like when you purposefully decide, no, I am doing this and sticking with it. Now I heard of it in the avenue of work, like how many times you're working on a project and then you get an email and you go over to your email box and you look at, you know, and just focus on one thing until it's done and then move to that other thing. Like don't look at your email box. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying it just like house stuff because I feel very frazzled and scattered when I am folding laundry and then the dogs need to go out and then the dishes are there in the sink. And then I start doing that until I remember, oh, I need to move the laundry along. And when actually I was folding that, but then I left it half undone. Yeah. And it seems like I'm not doing anything, but I'm doing all of the things. Yeah. So no, I am sitting down right here and listening to this podcast and folding this laundry and I'm not moving on to anything else until I do this. Right. You can at least ensure that you get one thing done. And I feel like my mind feels a little less scattered in that way. Yeah. So monotasking, I don't know. Give it a try. See if it works. To me, it's kind of like a nice focus. I started doing that when I realized that I was doing 600 things and nothing was ever getting done. Right. Like nothing was ever complete. 
And I think, in fact, Peter said something like, you know, you're doing five different things at once and then nothing, you never like finish a project to which I got completely defensive and told him probably something with a swear word. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that that's, that's a good idea to be like purposefully say to yourself, I'm, this is what I'm working on right now. Yeah. And just get that done. I like it. I like it. I think this has been a good episode. I like the Stephanie and Elizabeth best of. Yeah. Look out for new episodes. We've got new guests. We've got some cool ideas, fresh and new in 22. Rebrand. It will be out when this episode comes out. So we're just, we're starting again. And we're trying to bring you topics of mom life that are interesting to us. And we hope will be interesting to you and helpful just in your everyday life. Yeah, I love it. Ooh, I, I want to say cheers. Ooh, yes. Ooh, what, what's on your glass there? Little kitties? Yeah, they're tiny little retro kitties. (laughs) Cheers to you. Cheers to us. Cheers to moms. And we'll see you next time. 